Hey everybody, this is Anthony. Thanks for listening to Grace and Peace Radio. Thanks for tuning in this week. Uh, so this week, we're going to go rewind. We're going to go back to last summer, and I'm going to play an episode that I recorded last summer, and it was episode 29. So we're going to do a little Grace and Peace Rewind this week for reasons which will be clear next week. All good, nothing going on, just... Uh, It'll make sense next week. So, anyway, that's about it. Hope you have a wonderful week. Amy says hello, and we will talk to you again, Lord willing, next week. Have a great week, uh, and enjoy the Rewind episode. God bless you. Thanks so much. Welcome to Grace and Peace Radio. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. I'm your host, Anthony Russo, and it's my hope that you will be encouraged and God will be glorified. And with that, let's start the show. Welcome back to another episode of Grace and Peace Radio. How are you today? What has the Lord been doing in your life this week? Now, if you're thinking to yourself, nothing, well, you couldn't be any more wrong. Believe me, I know what it feels like when you think the Lord's not doing anything in your life. But the truth is, the truth is, The Lord is always working out His purposes in the lives of His people. And if you're still listening to this and you're not born again, you're not a Christian. Frankly, the Lord is still working in your life. Jesus said in Matthew 5.45, The Father, quote, makes His Son rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the just and the unjust. Not only that, He clothes you. He feeds you. He keeps your heart beating and fills your lungs with air thousands of times a day. The list goes on and on. If you don't love and serve the Lord Jesus Christ today, have you ever thought about how much God does for you and has done for you, and yet you just take it for granted? Think about that. Even if you occasionally give a nod to the Lord in some way, at best, you're paying empty lip service. What good is it If I ignore my wife completely, except for once or twice a year, to drag myself up to look at her and mumble some words of thanks for all she is and does. How sincere are those words when they're not backed up with a genuine heart of gratitude the rest of the year? The Apostle Paul was in the middle of laying out his argument about how genuinely wicked and ungrateful we humans are by nature against God in Romans 2 verses 4 and 5 when he wrote, Or do you presume on the riches of his kindness and forbearance and patience, not knowing that God's kindness is meant to lead you to repentance? But because of your hard and impenitent heart, you are storing up for yourself wrath on the day of wrath when God's judgment will be revealed. So let me ask you, do you presume upon the riches of God's kindness, his forbearance or his tolerance? And his patience? The Bible says that if we are not born again by the Spirit of God, if we haven't turned from our sins and turned to God, that is exactly what we are doing. That is exactly what you are doing. Now, I know I'm kind of right out of the gate on all of this today, but there's a reason for this, and there's a reason for where I'm going with all of this, because we've got to kind of deal with all this stuff before we get to the really good news, which we'll get to. But the thing is, what Paul is saying here in Romans 2, 4, 
is that it is precisely because of God's kindness and tolerance and patience that we should come to our senses and fall down at his feet in humble repentance and sincere gratitude, the same way the prodigal son returned to his father. If you don't, as Paul says in the next verse, all you are doing day in and day out, week in, week out, month after month, year after year, is proving you have a hard and impenitent heart, like Paul wrote, and you are storing up for yourself wrath on the day of wrath when God's righteous judgment will be revealed. In other words, you will stand before God after you die, and all of his goodness and kindness and mercy throughout your life will be fully and completely known, much more than you can fathom right now. And your insolence and ingratitude for all of it will be that much more obvious, and your condemnation just and swift. Why shouldn't the Lord trample those who thumb their noses at his grace? But oh, the kindness of the Lord, that more than all of these things in daily life, he has demonstrated his greatest kindness in sending his Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, to live a perfect and sinless life like you and I never ever could, perfectly fulfilling the law of God we are held to keep perfectly, but can't. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, Paul says in Romans 3.23. Yet, for all your disobedience and ingratitude and fury at the commands of God that run entirely contrary to your natural state, Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Now, I was going to talk about something completely different today, but the Lord, apparently, had other plans. Recently, my wife and I met a young lady. I noticed she had a tattoo on her forearm. Knowing that people who get tattoos usually have a story for each one, I asked her, so what's the story with this tattoo? She kind of shrugged as she began to tell us the story. It had to do with an ex-boyfriend and where she was at with that in that point of her life. She said that she had since regretted getting the tattoo and hoped one day to get it covered up. Trying to be encouraging at her obvious embarrassment about the whole thing, I said, well, if that's your only regret in life, that's not so bad. She said, no, it's definitely not. I have plenty of others. It was a sad statement from such a young woman. The good news of the Lord Jesus Christ, though, is that the kingdom of God has come down with power, just as God promised throughout history. In fact, from the very first chapters in Genesis, God has come down in the person of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, that through his perfect life, his atoning death for sin, his resurrection from the dead, our sins can be covered by the blood of Jesus shed for all who would come to him believing. That tattoo can be covered up, but she'll always look down and see what is really there. She'll know that underneath whatever design overlays it is the regret of having a tattoo at all. What's worse than a mistake? Trying to cover it up with a different mistake. But we all do that, don't we? Adam and Eve sinned against God in the garden, 
And what did they do? They ran and hid. David sinned against the Lord and against Uriah. And how did David try to cover it up? David had Uriah killed. And on and on it goes. And how often we try in vain to cover one sin with another. Maybe it's a quote-unquote rebound relationship to try to dull the pain of a bad choice. Maybe it's drinking or drugging away the pain of whatever is going on in life. Maybe it's using food or shopping. Maybe it's anger or bitterness. Whatever it is, it's sin upon sin. But, by wonderful contrast, the Bible says that when we lay our sins at the feet of Jesus, when we come to Him, roll up our arm, as it were, and bear our embarrassing decisions that mar us, a wonderful gift of God happens. John 1.16 says, For from His fullness we have all received grace upon grace. The Lord Jesus Himself bore upon, bore sin upon sin, and in return gives us grace upon grace. That, dear listener, that's the gospel. That's the good news. It's not religion. It's not do better. It's not live with your regrets or try to just cover them and change them and make them look a little different. No. It's not trying to cover our sins with other sins or even try to cover our sins with good works. Because a lot of people try to do that too. Those will never do. You see, God is love. He's just. He must punish those who hate goodness and his authority. But he loves to save sinners who come to him in humility and faith. James wrote, Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he will lift you up. The Lord Jesus takes pity. As we acknowledge our many sins and confess them, we don't find a judge. We find a Savior. The Lord looks and says, No, 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 no. A covering won't do for that. I'm going to remove it completely, washing it away with my own blood that I shed, the only wash that will cleanse it. Come come here. Give it to me. Listen to what Jesus said. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Now see, this is what the media and the world won't tell you. The world wants to keep you imprisoned. Satan wants to destroy you. He wants you to be forever miserable and forever regretting every aspect of your life. And then, trying either to be miserable and trying to erase it on your own and failing, or be in bondage further through drugs or whatever else, or to fool you, or to think that you can somehow turn yourself around and be a good moral person, and somehow that will do the trick. I mean, you can be a moral person. You can turn your life around and whatever the decision is, you can, you know, cover it up with good works and and whatever, but that still won't change the truth of the guilt of the thing. There's no way for you to remove the guilt. Only God can do that. 
Satan will try to make you think that somehow being good, quote unquote, now impresses God. It doesn't. Or that being good now shows that you don't need God at all. All of these are lies. Remember the words to that old hymn? Maybe you heard it in church. What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, precious is the flow that makes me white as snow. No other fount I know. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Do you have a testimony of what, of God doing that in your life? I hope you do. If this has been an encouragement to you, why not email me at show at graceandpeaceradio.com. Thank you so much for joining me this week, and I look forward to us getting together next week, Lord willing. Hey, by the way, before I go, you know, I've been trying to promote the other podcasts on the Christian podcast community. So this week, I want you to go check out Apologetics Live. Apologetics Live, it's it's a live apologetics show that's recorded uh, and... You know, you can go back and listen to the, the episodes. So you can check that out on christianpodcastcommunity.org. Thanks so much for joining me this week. I pray that this has been an encouragement. And may God bless you this week. And like I said, Lord willing, we'll get together next week and look more at God's Word and apply it to our everyday lives. Until then, God bless you. Well, that's our show for today. I hope you'll join us next time as we spend time in God's Word looking at how we can grow in our knowledge of Him, our love for Him, and our service to Him. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, visit us at graceandpeaceradio.com or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash graceandpeaceradio. Until next time, I'm your host, Anthony Russo, and Jesus changed my life.